0: Welcome to the Leader Byte Podcast, hosted by Chester Goad, bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Any topic is fair game here, because committed leaders bring it all to the table. Here's your host, Chester Goad. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Leader by it Podcast. I'm glad you're here with us today. You're going to be really excited to learn a little bit more about this guy that I brought on the show today, Thomas Cox. He's a former college football coach turned entrepreneur. He's a business owner and the founder of MealFit now MillFit is a company founded on making eating easier and healthier and thomas feels motivating people through food and lifestyle is a way that he can truly impact the world and you know how i feel about that on the leaderback podcast any any opportunity i get to bring somebody out who has a secondary mission to their job and they really want to impact and make a difference i want to talk to that person so thomas has grown a very successful online retail catering business through his holistic grassroots approach He's seen his profits double every year with the help of expanding knowledge of marketing and customer service. And any business would like to learn how to turn their customers into disciples. And Thomas has really done this across the board with each facet of Milfit. And so we're excited to hear more about that and to learn more about him. And I'm going to let him tell you more about it. So with that, I'll say welcome, Thomas Cox.
1: How's it going?
0: (laughs) It's going great, man. Uh, It's been a long time since we've actually got a chance to sit down and talk every time I see you. You're busy.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot going on right now. Um, <laughs> we're in that transitional phase. We've got a, a second location coming in. And sadly, but yet, you know, bittersweet, I guess, is we're moving. Yes. We're moving our family, ah, me and Jackie I hear and the three kids. Mm-hmm. We're moving to Birmingham, Alabama, uh, which is where we're originally from. Okay. Um, so we're going to have another Milfit location down there. Doug Phillips does an amazing job here. Doug's mm-hmm. got more management experience than I've that I've got okay and so I have no doubt that everything will be fine here uh, in Cookville but I, I'm excited about moving to Birmingham, Yeah, more more for the business aspect than anything. Okay,
0: you're branching out. You're going to be
1: a chain now. <sighs> kind of. <laughs> that's exciting. Kind of, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's awesome. So for people who don't know you, um, I used to work with Thomas at Tennessee Tech University, which is also my alma mater. Um, I worked with Thomas when he was a, a football coach, and really one of the things that impressed me so much about him was that he cared about students. Uh, he cared about his players. Um, but for the listeners, Thomas, who are not familiar with you, Tell them where you've come from. Basically, in a nutshell, how'd you get here to this place? I know you're already talking about moving, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we move on, but how'd you get here?
1: So, I grew up in Alabama. Um, so, I was unlike a lot of kids. I knew what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I was going to coach football, and that right off into the sunset. <laughs> right. My dad was a high school coach. I coached high school football for a little bit and then got into coaching college f- football. Really loved it. Came to Tennessee Tech because we uh, we were in, at, North Carolina, at NC State, and the head coach got fired, so we all got fired. My my guy that coached me in college became the head coach at Tennessee Tech, so he hired me here. I did this for six years at Tennessee Tech and loved it. Okay, it was well, great. I could
0: always tell that you loved it.
1: Yeah. it I, I love my job. I've never really been in a situation where I haven't loved my job. But I found out, Chester, and when we moved here, Chester, I was – in a situation where we were sing- we were not single, excuse me, we weren't having kids. We mm-hmm. were married. Right. She did what she wanted to do. I did what I wanted to do. We, All that kind of stuff. Then we had kids. And it, <laughs> it, made it, it changes a little, your world. It does. It changes your world. It made it <laughs> a little harder. Mm-hmm. Then we had a second kid. And so the back end, right after the second child was born, I realized that I was raising college kids instead of raising my own kids. Right. Gotcha. And so I knew it was time to transition. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was scared to death. Mm-hmm. But I went from a very, very a decent salary and cut it in half by 50-ish percent. Right. So I was making $60,000, and I got cut down to thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars 35000 Thank goodness that we had the financial wherewithal to where we didn't have super huge debt to where we could do that yep. and adjust. And so we did that. We adjusted, and it was great. I worked at a church for a little bit. But in that process, we start. this guy walked in my office one day and said, hey, can you help me figure out what to eat? And I said, yeah. Well, I've got a history degree, Chester. Mm -hmm. But I got involved in CrossFit when I was here through Chip Pugh. Yeah, I was going to get to that, yeah. And so when you're involved with CrossFit at any level, really, they can really force nutrition down your throat. So I learned Mm -hmm. a lot just by by default. I've always cooked. And so I always had a wisdom and knowledge on that because I started cooking when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And so I started making meal plans, and I was doing that. And
0: did you he, start charging
1: for them right off? No, well, I mean, not my, my guy, not right. the guy, but then he said somebody, hey, see, he told his friend, and then he told his friend, and I was like, i got to figure out how much I'm going to charge for this. I was yeah. like, ah, I'll charge this much. Right. And so we did. And it was just a domino effect from there. Mm-hmm. I figured out I needed a website, and so I trained this guy for like 13, 12, 13 weeks, and he gained like 20 pounds of muscle. Oh, wow. And he did a website for me. okay. So I got it for not free. I spent a lot of time training this kid. And then Alex Lissick is – I don't know if you know Alex. He lives here in town. I got a great website. But then we started growing and creating more things from preparing the food to catering to – it just started growing from different avenues and different mm-hmm. streams. And so we had to make some changes, and then we had a, a location here in town, then right. on the west side, the one that you Ooh, That's where lunch. I come to. Exactly. That's right. mm-hmm. And it, we've grown from there. And so we went through a lot of changes, a lot of grow, growing pains, a lot of good things. But now we're at a point where we do meal plans. We have a meal fit gym where mm-hmm. we do work with. Uh, okay, I didn't gyms. realize you had a gym. Now wait, well, I don't have a gym, but we work with gyms Oh, you work with yeah, it's gyms. a program okay, called so Milfit. Like partnership, yeah. Okay, and then we have Milfit salads, Milfit ready, Milfit prep, mm-hmm. and Milfit catering. So mm-hmm. we've got a lot of different things that we're doing, which is hard on marketing because you got so many irons in the fire that you got to talk about. Right. I want to. I want to touch on something for a second, mm-hmm. and you can come back to that. But um,
0: one of the things you mentioned was that you had you had this guy, you um, he were helping him out, and then he helped you out with website, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the things that I have learned on the entrepreneurial side of things is this kind of early on, that's really how it works is you get these relationships, you form these relationships and then it's almost, almost like a bartering system. Like, Hey, I'm going to help you out with this and you help me. And and then, you know, you can help me with this. I mean, have you found that to be true? Let
1: me me tell you something bartering. This is the way business was done Mm -hmm. hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Right. The guy that cut firewood cut firewood for the guy that butchered the meat. And that's why the guy that cut the firewood got <laughs> his true. meat. That's true. Yep. And vice versa. The guy that blacksmith, you know, the blacksmith made knives for the guy that, you know, cuts down. I The domino effect is, I'll give you an example. Right now, I barter for, mm-hmm. I have to rent a uh, space for my smoker. Sure. I barter for that. Yep. Okay. I barter for my wife's haircut some. I barter for my house being cleaned. Mm-hmm. I barter for my yard being cut. Just those things That's alone. Awesome. And then you've got different things. I talked to a guy yesterday in Birmingham that wants to barter for radio time, food mm-hmm. for radio time. Oh, okay. Wow. It's a no brainer.
0: That is a no brainer. And That's
1: so great. that is a, it's, it, it is e commerce, it is commerce in its purest form. It absolutely is. And so I get what I want, they get what they want, and they're both at cut prices because, I mean, everybody knows this. If I charge you $10 for a meal, it doesn't cost me $10. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to make a profit. So if I can give them something that they love and they can give me something that I love and there's no money, quote, money exchanging hands – it's worth
0: it. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to say, a little side note here. Um, Milford is a really cool place. I like, I like, you um, just very quick to get in there mm-hmm. and out of there. When you get there, it's hustle bustle, though. I mean, it is. it's very busy. Um, food is great. Uh, I've done the salad bar and I've done the Powerballs, yeah. and, and those are really great. Um, but anyway, you seem to have established sort of a, a local. Oh, you know, it's a, a local niche. Yeah, I would say, and I've seen other places cropping up, but you're really the initial place here that started this.
1: Yeah, they, they. I mean, people say all the time that you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, mm-hmm. and there are there are going to be places pop up. and There's probably two or three other places in town that are trying to do what we've done. Mm-hmm. More power to them. Yeah. Here's the thing: there's no shortage of money out there, or
0: a shortage of people who need help.
1: Correct. You know, and so people uh, being unfit. It's never going to be cool. Right
0: no you're exactly you're exactly right I have um, been working on uh, losing weight and getting back in shape since December I've lost 50 pounds That's since awesome. December of last year um, but you know it took a wake up call from my physician to say look you're gonna have to you're really gonna have to get a hold of things right. here you know and so I would suspect though that most people that don't, that come to Millfield I don't know you tell me are they at that point or is it just kind of all walks of absolutely life absolutely
1: not it's all walks of life mm-hmm. I don't think that when you when you have a niche I think that the the term niche is is super overblown right now Mm -hmm. but i think that your niche needs to be not so much the people but it needs to be what people want right people want to eat healthy
0: yes and see i 've learned in i 've learned in business too that there 's this pain point people you know you 've got to meet a pain point and you're meeting a pain point because people do not want to have to count all of this stuff and worry about all of the particulars absolutely not. you know about food and so if you 're taking away that misery really right. of having to deal with that
1: yeah no it's I, we don 't have the magic potion we don 't have the magic mm-hmm. dust. our thought process is to feed you real food right. We don't count calories. We don't count Weight right. Watchers points. We don't count carbs. All that kind of stuff. And well, we obviously got things that are lower in calories and lower mm-hmm. in carbs, and all those things that you can pick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I want to feed you real food. If mm-hmm. it, I want to feed you, if it, if it was walk, if it had a face and a soul,
2: <laughs> right.
1: if it grew in the dirt. We'll eat it, mm-hmm. but if it's got seventy five thousand ingredients, let's, let's stay away from it. And right. So that's kind of our thought process. Right.
0: But you've got the, I mean, the the meal prep is where some of that stuff comes into play mm-hmm. because the people who are doing a lot of meal prep are those people who don't want to count all that stuff, and so they, it's just easier just to say, okay, I'm going to do seven meals or however many meals a week, and correct, you know, deal with that. So and it, it's it's helped a lot of people because
1: here's the thing that I I sell. Mm-hmm. I sell time. Good point yeah i'm not and time is I, important I, I have food and we sell food but i'm i'm selling you time mm-hmm. and from warren buffett to the guy sleeping under the bridge we've all got the same amount of time chester right yep and so if i can give you a commodity that is priceless it is priceless mm-hmm. that's my goal to give you something that you can't ever get back and that's time
0: Hey, I'm just curious. Where did you where'd you come up with the name meal fit? Did you intend to that to sort of sound like CrossFit or a little bit? Hey, Chester,
1: we were so drinking the CrossFit Kool-Aid at the time that we came up with this that it was just a natural fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, did I say I want to sound like CrossFit? No. Mm-hmm. Did it flow and sound good? Yes. Sure. No, I um, think it sounds great. I, I don't I – mean, I love CrossFit. I think it's great. Um but I didn't go with the intention of, okay, I'm going to sound like CrossFit. No. Right. I think that we were so entrenched in that culture at the time. We still are. But it just not, not, sounded. It not right. near as
0: much. And it sounds good. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's true. But you've been involved in CrossFit.
1: Man, long time. Uh, four, six, seven, probably eight years now.
0: hmm.
1: I mean, yeah. we were doing CrossFit before CrossFit was cool. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying, uh-huh. yeah. and so it was. Uh, it's been it's been a fun journey. We still practice that. We go by that methodology mm. daily at our home.
0: Let's talk for a second. I'm going to veer off just a little bit. I'm curious as to about what were your fears stepping out, stepping away from you know working at a university, working in football. It's a good job. It's great, um, and then going out and starting your business and doing something different. That um whether was there any fear involved in that?
1: Two things. I was grow. I was raised in a middle class home and if you've read the book rich dad poor dad which i'm sure you probably have if you had not you've seen it mm-hmm. see. i was raised in the th- thought process of go get a salary job prepare for retirement go get your pension live your life the rest of your life Sure, right be comfortable be comfortable right but in those situations chester you are not pushed to bust your balls and work hard right. and create more because you get to a ceiling mm-hmm. to where you can only do so much we made a little money the first year we started doing meal fit, and then we made some decent money the mm-hmm. second year. But then what happened was I was working coaching hours again. I okay. was working 80 hours a week because I was going to work at the church all week and then not, or all day. Then at night I was coming home, putting the kids down, working five, four, three, four, five more hours. Mm-hmm. I was scared of the consistent, not having the consistent. Okay, I was scared not having thirty five, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year that I knew was coming in from a salary job because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of get, you, you fall into that trap. And I think
0: we all do of, you know, these are, these are great benefits. This is a great job. And like you said, this is consistency, you know, and I mean, I'll be honest when you get in your, in your, in your middle aged life,
1: consistency's not so bad, yeah. you it's, know, it, especially when you've never done anything else. Right. You know, I've <laughs> exactly. never, I never, at that point I've never done anything but coach. Mm-hmm. And so I was scared. Right. I will say this. People that have a a side hustle or a another thing that they're doing. When you have a little success, you don't need to quit your job and go, you know, fight hell with a water pistol per mm-hmm. se. Right. You need to suffer through the growing pains and build your business so that Everything you're doing with that business, you're either saving or reinvesting back and You're never depending on that money, right?
0: You know, have you ever read the? Uh, I don't know if you've read the book by Bob Goff called "Love Does." Love Does. It's great yeah, book. it's a great book. But you know, his, his whole philosophy about you know his work life being fundraising, mm-hmm. fundraising for opportunities to do the things that he's always wanted to do. Yeah. You know, and I love that, and I think about that more and more now. It's like you know, this is a great job, love my job, but in in a sense, it is
1: fundraising for doing all those things that you want to do. It's exactly what it know? is, and so. When we were transitioning out of working at the church, going to do Milfit full time, it was scary, but it makes you work harder
0: mm-hmm.
1: Owning your own business is not for someone that 's lazy right <laughs> no it's branching not. out and doing
0: anything other than just a, a nine to five thing any kind of entrepreneurial kind of thing is not for the lazy or the faint of heart or the anxious you know i 'm kind of an anxious person i mean I, I am but um but when you have something that you want and it's just kind of driving you um, yeah. the alternative is also just as bad you know right. i mean uh.
1: you've got to, here's the thing too. you've got to love what you're doing right I never 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 will i tell someone to go into a job because it's good money that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard i agree because completely. you've got to go into yeah. something that you wake up in the morning and you are excited to go do x y z a b and c mm-hmm. if you're not excited to get out of the bed in the morning if you can't wait for that alarm to go off you need to go find something else to do. <laughs> That's right. So
0: why do you think Milfit's grown so quickly? I think it's because you are excited about it, you're passionate about it, you enjoy it, or you think it's just meeting a, a need right now?
1: This is the easy answer. I think it's all both of them. Mm-hmm. I really, really love what I do. I like getting up in the morning and communicating to people, and I like the marketing. I like the food. I like meeting people's needs. I like all that. Mm-hmm. I love the, I love it when a woman sends me a picture from from Hawaii, and she's lost 30 pounds, and she's you know, in a tank top and she's holding up her arm making a muscle and, she's tell- <laughs> and she tells me thank you for right. us helping her. Uh-huh. Or you get an email from a guy saying, hey, we've been doing your plan six weeks. And I've lost 30 pounds. Or mm-hmm. you uh, you make my life so much easier. You, Those are priceless. Chester. Yeah, that, that's really and awesome. so how has how it grown fast? I think we've done a good job. I think we've worked very, very hard. Mm-hmm. I think we've done a, a relatively decent job at marketing to the people that we've targeted. And I think that also we've met a need that may not have been here.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, is your
1: family all in with you with all yes, this? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. My wife does not know a ton about what we do. She does, but she's not business-oriented, and she's a volleyball coach, and so she stays mm-hmm. pretty in- mm-hmm. into her job. Yep. But – but supportive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, of mm-hmm. course, of course. She's 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 very, very supportive. There's nothing negative there at all. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: well, I think that's that's one of the keys. An entrepreneur, you know, if you, you you got a family, you know, you really want them to understand what you do, right, uh, and support what you're doing because it's uh, a lot of times it takes a lot of hours. Oh okay. wow, you know, but you're pretty protective of your time too, aren't you?
1: I do. It's like you. You know, when we first started talking about doing this, mm-hmm. this, this this Trying podcast, to make it work. <laughs> and you were, like, you were like, hey, get off at 5. I was like, I ain't doing it at 5 o'clock at night. <laughs> right, I'm not. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not going to do it at 5 o'clock at night. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it at 6
0: o'clock at ready night. Ready to go home. Well, it's yeah. not as much
1: ready to yeah. go home. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Understand this, Chester. Mm-hmm. I love to work. hmm I love to work. I love waking up and I love going to work. I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who won't say that. I
1: know, and that's yep. that's it, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. But I love working. I have to stop myself. Ah, uh, okay. From so you're not, forcing yourself. I would have. I would have. Hell, come here at five o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> I'd come here, and sit here for two hours, to talk to you, and right. done this, and I would have done that. Uh-huh. But I also understand that the most important people in my life are the mm-hmm. four human beings that live in my house. Absolutely right. My wife being number one, and the sure. kids being you know two through four. Mm-hmm. So I have to draw boundaries and say, okay. This is what we're going to do, and there's a lot of days, Chester. Where I'll get, off, I'll stop work at three mm-hmm. because I know that there's going to be a Saturday where I've got to work for twelve hours. Yeah, and it's a trade off. It, it's yeah. a trade off, and mm-hmm. I can't go to, I can't just say work is eight to five or work is whatever. There's going to be like I, 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 scheduled out this morning uh in late September. I'm going on a field trip with Tegan, who's my five year old, mm-hmm. and then I'm leaving the field trip and going to watch my wife play volleyball right. in Murfreesboro. So I'm gonna be out of I ain't work. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna work all day. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna work from eight to three <laughs> right. or four o'clock. Yeah.
0: But see you have the freedom I now. Good. You have the freedom now to do what you want and uh and that's really priceless. It's yeah. a, it's valuable. For the sure. hardest
1: part about this is letting go and paying someone else to do things so that you can do the things that you want to do, mm-hmm. that you feel like you could accomplish. Yeah, I exactly. Understand. You can't yeah. wait till you're 50 or 60 and say, "I'm gonna get," so I'll get somebody to do that. You have to be willing. You don't want to wait till you're retired to to live. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I could make a lot more money right now, right? But right. I've got people that do stuff that I need them to do that I could do myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every every job in that kitchen, I've done. Right.
0: Well, and that's the way it should be.
1: From washing dishes to marketing to cooking to whatever. I've done everything in there. Right. But I've hired people so that I can sit here and do these things with you, Mm -hmm. so I can go pick up my kids when I want to, so I can do whatever I want to. I could have made a lot more money, but it's a sacrifice. Yeah, it is. So
0: tell me something. How is leadership in business different from leadership in sports or football?
1: It's not. It's not. Leadership is leadership. The whole thing of I treat you guys all equally or I treat everybody equally, that's that's the biggest bunch of crap I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. You can't treat everybody equally
2: mm-hmm.
1: because everybody's different. Right, right. Now you can have the same guidelines mm-hmm. as far as the same uh, parameters, but I'm not going to treat Chester the same way I'm going to treat Cody
0: mm-hmm.
1: because Chester's a different person than Cody. Right. I know that I have to approach Natalie
2: mm-hmm.
1: in a different way than I approach Doug right. at the kitchen. Right. Natalie's a woman. Doug's right. a man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, she's emotional. He's not as emotional. Mm. Um, he's up front. She's you need to you know sandwich mm-hmm. you know the negative with her. So One, you're looking at individuals. You're
0: looking at personalities. You're looking at all. You got to look at all of it. Mm-hmm. You got
1: to look at also. You got to look at timing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You got to look at timing of how you're approaching someone, how you're leading someone. You got to look at you know you got to lay groundwork for what you're fixing to say. Like we made a change in. You know the 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 food process for employees this week. Mm-hmm. I spent full five minutes laying the groundwork for for what we're doing mm-hmm. before I even said anything about that. Right. And so you got to be strategic about how you say things because here's the thing: you're the boss, mm-hmm. and in your leadership role, what you say is the gospel, and they take what you say more serious than what everybody else says. There's nothing you can do about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell me this, so what advice do you have for people who are thinking about getting their health and wellness together? I'm curious about that because, you know, I got to a point where it became very important to me for my family and for other things.
1: Right. I would say don't go bear hunting with a switch. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. I would say progressively start out going. You've got some people that say go cold turkey and stop drinking 14 Mountain Dews a day and just go headlong into it. I don't know that that's the right thing to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I think that a pro- progress of if you've never worked out, don't go do you know 45 minutes of CrossFit tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If you ne- haven't worked out in six months, go walk.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you've never eaten real food and you eat drink 14 Mountain Dews a day, hey, let's go to 10 Mountain Dews a day. <laughs> Right, and then let's try to eat some something that's green, mm-hmm. and so I think it's a it's a it's progress. Now, the progress can't be ten years, but you, you can progress yourself down away from things and into other things, so that it's more palatable and more manageable.
0: Let me ask a similar question: What advice do you have for people who are thinking they may want to step up or step out from what they're doing now and pursue a business or a passion?
1: I think that you have to find something that you love, number one, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out a way to monetize it. Don't be stupid and think that I love um, calico kittens,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's just will of my passion.
0: Right, right.
1: You can find a way to monetize it.
0: Uh-huh. But there's it's be, somebody out there who loves that, too.
1: There's, there's a <laughs> lot of people out there that love that. And so you've got to figure out a way to monetize what you love mm-hmm. in order to create income. Mm-hmm. Because the bottom line is, Chester, you still got to make money. We can talk about passion. We can talk about love. Mm -hmm. We can talk about desire all we want to. But the bottom line is, you got to pay the power bill.
0: Right, exactly. And, you know, it comes into also, you have to get to a point where you have to value yourself enough to charge what you need to charge. Right. You know, and uh, I think a lot of people starting out, they're like, okay, well, I'm going to do this for free. And I'm not talking about bartering. Bartering is a different thing. Totally What I'm talking thing. about is just doing things for free for the sake of saying that you're doing it. Correct. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, I totally agree. I think that what we have to do is we have to understand what are you giving? Mm-hmm. Are you giving information? Mm-hmm. Are you giving them a service? Right. Are you giving them your time? Right. And what what is that value? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when you're first starting out, you need to see what that value is. Yep. And then you probably need to increase it by thirty to fifty percent because you're probably you're probably devaluing yourself.
0: Often, I think that is absolutely the case. Yeah, You will only make as much as you value yourself. No question. You know. So I agree. Um, what's a particular challenge that you think people are are uh, facing today as leaders?
1: Um, I think that people face a challenge of. Not understanding the different ways people think, meaning, how old are you? I'm
0: forty five. Forty five. Yep.
1: You've got a forty five year old businessman slash, you know, educational mm-hmm. worker, but then you've got the twenty year old kid out there drinking Mountain Dew and eating a hot dog, mm-hmm. and you've got to figure out a way to communicate, to love and to lead all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's hard yep. because times are changing. Um, you and I were raised, you're a little older than I am. You and I were raised in a um, society where if you wanted to learn about, you know, volcanoes in Italy, you went to the library. <laughs> right. And you looked up volcanoes in Italy. Right. With my eight year old, Wants to learn about volcanoes in Italy, she's going to pull out my phone or ask me to look it up on Google. Right. She's eight. Mm hmm. Dad, or my five year old, Daddy, look it up on the pewter. Mm hmm. That's right. You know what I'm saying? It's very, They it's don't a understand. World. What, if, mm-hmm. I, if I went to my kid, my eight year old, and I said, What's an encyclopedia? She would have no clue. Mm hmm. She would have no clue. You know, but at eight year olds, I, kn- I knew what an encyclopedia was because we had to go. Research and do those types mm-hmm. of things,
0: but the need hasn't changed. There's always a need for knowledge, Absolutely but the, the 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 mechanism for it changes. And it's the same thing with a product or whatever need you're you know you're your meeting. It's it's the delivery is changing. Correct. You know. So Correct. for sure. Um, what do you think people would be surprised to learn about you or MilFit?
1: Ooh, I am very very transparent. Mm-hmm. What you see on my videos is what you get. Mm-hmm. Um. I am not. I'm not a. I like things very, very simple. Mm-hmm. And I have and probably my expectations are probably too high of other people. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have I have very, very high expectations of mm-hmm. other people.
0: Does that get into a perfection thing? You want things to be a certain
1: way, or? No, I I, I don't I, I don't think that I'm a perfectionist because I think perfectionists are procrastinators disguised. I think that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I funny. think that my expectations of people are what I give. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to certain things, I expect a lot. And my wife says it all the time: my ex- expectations are unreal or mm-hmm. not not realistic. Excuse me. Hey, I hear that from my teenager now and then, though. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they have unrealistic <laughs> expectations, and I do, uh. but. I think if I think that a lot of times people will meet your expectations, mm-hmm. as opposed to giving them lower standards, meeting lower standards, having people achieve, uh, go after lower standards does not press them to be great. Mm-hmm. It presses them to do the bare minimum.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, to be to be fair though, you don't know, have to say. Sometimes, um, you know, my teenager points out that maybe um, maybe my expectations are, are too much or too high. Sometimes I really have to think about that, and sometimes they are. Yeah, <laughs> You know, sometimes i have to come back at that and I'm thinking, you know what? You're exactly right. I'm right. expecting for you what I expect for me. That's not always going to be the same. Right. It's not, not always going to be the same thing. So, well, what keeps you motivated, Thomas?
1: Chester, I want to do, I want to be great. Mm-hmm. I want to be great at being a dad. I want to be great at being a father. I want to be great at being a husband. I want to be great at owning a business. I want to be great. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is an underlying spiritual desire there that God calls us Mm -hmm. to be great at whatever it is we do. And I almost sometimes don't want – I won't do things. If I can't be great at them mm-hmm. now I'm competitive and I'm not talking about, if not, I'm not going to go play basketball if I'm not going to win every time I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being great at all of those things that have value,
0: right? Doing things with excellence, things that are, yeah, Very much I know so. exactly. And see, I read a great quote the other day and honestly, I can't remember who said it, but it had something to do with if you're, if you know, if you're going to, if a cobbler makes a shoe, don't put a cross on it unless it's an excellent, shoe right you know because you want to be the best representative that you that you can be you know and so i think it was, i don't know if that was saint francis or whoever but i saw that and i thought wow that's that's pretty powerful because you know if we're going to do something you say you want to be great well why is it that you want
1: to be great well
0: intrinsically you know you and i we share the same faith and so right. intrinsically we we want to we want to please god yeah you know so i think
1: something you bring a good point of is is it's intrinsic mm-hmm Mo- here and I've said this before, money is important because mm-hmm. money helps you do things, give things, provide for your family, provide for yourself, get the stuff that you want, whatever, right, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But intrinsically, you have to be motivated to do great things right? and to continue to do the great things. And
0: so where does your motivation come from? I mean, what, is it, what are some influences for you right now? I mean, is there is particular people that you're rating or pe- people that are mentors to you or –
1: I read a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like my goal this year was to read 100 books. I'm oh, not going to wow. read 100. I'm going to hit 50. Mm-hmm. I'm at like 32 books right now. Okay. In 2017. So I read, I'm constantly reading. I read a lot of spiritual, a lot of business, and a lot of like self, I hate the word self-help, but self-help. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Grant Cardone, who's okay. as crude as he can be.
0: Yes. <laughs> but I
1: also love Tony yeah. Robbins, who mm-hmm. does, and also be really, really crude, mm-hmm. but also very, very enlightening, very, very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love those guys because they are driven I don't want to be like them but I like what they're they preach mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I like the the hard work the play hard all those different types of things
0: mm-hmm. Entrepreneur, work Entrepreneurial, ethic exactly yeah. mm-hmm. what motivates
1: me honestly probably the desire to be in a um, to create a great adult in my kids my job is to love my wife love God love my wife and create great adults. Mm-hmm. I've got three of them. I got to create, right? And so I, I've got to create a great human that does the right things. That that knows how to spend money. That knows what to eat. That knows how to exercise. That knows how to love people, that knows how to speak to people, that knows how to remember names, that right. knows all these different things yes. that they've got to do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad
0: that you mentioned that, uh, you know, and and uh, um, I end up talking about my son a lot throughout the podcasts, that interviews that I do. And he's a he's a really great kid, but you know, as with any kid, you have these discussions on well, why why do you have this expectation or why do you, why do I have to do this or other parents don't, don't do that or require that of me. And I, you know, and my thing is it goes back to that responsibility of not only creating a great adult, but creating a great believer and follower, Mm -hmm. you know, of God. And so for me, that's, that's really important. I'm like, well, I don't care about all those other things. I don't care about all those other people. Not that I don't care about them. You know what I'm saying? But you're my priority. Right. You know,
1: I think the earlier we can teach a child, um, Delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the easier yeah. the easier it's going to be. I think that starts. How old is your? How old is your oldest? He's in high school. Yeah, how is old is your it, youngest? Uh, well, I've just got just one. one. Yep. So I think the earlier we can teach a kid about delayed gratification, I think that starts with money. Mm-hmm. I think we need to teach them that if they want this certain toy, mm-hmm. that we don't run to Walmart or wherever and get it right then. Right. We have this certain toy that we want. We save. We Work. We work. We save in order to get that. You build up and you grow that
0: appreciation, exactly. Because I think you know one of the things that our society has right now is a lack of appreciation for a lot of things. A very entitled. Very much so. People feel very entitled for things. So, what are what are some things if you're comfortable sharing that you see coming up in the future? You mentioned you guys are you're are moving. Now's the time to right. kind of tell us. You already have a place down there. You're we going do. to open up. All right.
1: We do. We have a place in Birmingham. It's at the Cobble Grand Center in in, in Birmingham. It's. Right there on two hundred 280 and eighty Highway two hundred and eighty and four hundred and fifty nine. It's a great location, very very trafficked location. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have Milfit there. We're going to do most of the same things we're doing here, but not everything. We're going to do a lot of catering, a lot, and I have our solid bar there. Mm-hmm. We're going to pull back and not do prep Milfit prep and Milfit ready to start off with. Oh, Okay, just just because I don't want to be overwhelmed when I move there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going from a town of thirty seven thousand to a town of a million. Right. You know, I'm be working really, really closely with Church of the Highlands, which is a wonderful church down it's there that has church. a college mm-hmm. called Highlands College. And we'll be working really, really closely with them um, on a lot of their food stuff. And okay. there's a lot of that coming in the next two years. But we're gonna be down there. Really excited about being down there. Uh, it's where I'm from. I've I I I got played. some
0: great friends down there. Perfect. too. It's, it's a great place. So uh,
1: it's where I played high school and college football. So I mean, there's still a lot of connections there. Yeah. So.
0: That, well, that's built in. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a built in, uh, an awesome place to start a, start a new business down there. So, uh, so if people want to follow you or they want to connect with you, what are some yeah. ways that they can do that?
1: We we're on all the major social media channels. I know you're on Instagram, uh, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, um, all those different types of things, uh, Pinterest, YouTube. We do Twitter, but we're not just super. You know. Uh, diligent mm-hmm. on.
0: See, I love Twitter for some reason. It's connected me with a lot of really cool people.
1: <sighs> um, it's fine for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're on all those, and most of them are at MillFit. Okay. Um, or you can get us on Facebook at Thomas Thomas Cox mm-hmm. or Thomas Cox MillFit. We had a we reached our friends limit on our personal page, and so we're having to take it to a public figure, figure page. And we're mm-hmm. in the process of doing that now, so that people can connect with us. Very good. Because a lot of people still use Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to any other mechanism. Oh yeah,
0: and so, it, you know, do you do advertising with Facebook? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I heard that's really effective. I'm it not is. Facebook
1: advertising is very, very good because that's where people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything there, and, and my email is thomas at milfit it's not dot it's co not dot com. Right. Our website is mealfit.co, dot Um so I mean I'm very, very accessible. Got my email on my phone. Awesome. I mean, so I'm I'm there a lot. Yeah. Um, so I, any of that stuff, I mean I, I talk to people all the time.
0: Well, for the listeners out there, I'll put all this stuff in the show notes, too. So uh, when they access the episode, they can also access all these links that you've talked about today. So I uh, usually just wrap it up with a you know, final thought, give you an opportunity. Is there anything you want to share with people today? Um, you know, Final thought.
1: Um, for all the business people out there, mm-hmm. um, you've got to figure it out how to live your passion. Mm-hmm. Okay, Get out of that job that you hate going to every day. Right. Don't quit tomorrow, mm-hmm. but get out of that cycle of you hate going to work. You're there for a paycheck. Um, find something you love to do. Mm-hmm. If you really love it, you'll do it, do it instead of sleeping. Right, <laughs> right, right. Get up earlier, right. stay up later, but figure it out. On the the health side, no matter how big you are, no matter how much you weigh, no matter how whatever your fitness stage is, mm-hmm. it's never too late.
0: Absolutely, I agree.
1: It's never too late. Yep. If you can eat real food mm-hmm. and you can move, yep. you can have success in life yep. as far as the physical is concerned. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. uh, but, man, I, I see a lot of people that oh, I mean, I had too far going. No, you're not. No, one's no, ever too no,
0: far no, no. You hear that in so many different yeah. things today. That is, that is absolutely true. never true. Uh, well, I want to thank you for coming on today. I appreciate having you. Here, sure. thanks, thanks for the time. I'm excited for everything that, that's in store for you and everything that God is doing, and I'll be paying attention to you in the future even while you're down in Birmingham. Maybe awesome. sometime I'll pop in down there. There you go. Pop in down there. All right, everybody. Well, that's Thomas Cox. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. He is uh, the business owner for MillFit, uh, and uh, he's, a, he's just an all-around great guy, and uh, if you'd like to learn more about him, I will have everything that he's just mentioned uh, in the show notes today. And then also, I hope that you'll continue listening to the Leader by. podcast podcast. And uh, we'll look forward to catching you up again uh, on the next episode. I think that'll be episode n- number 25. And until then, just keep leading, keep learning, keep uh, loving and keep leading. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side, make a difference, uh, helping other people make their difference. Have a great day. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Leader Bite podcast, bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning and life. Keep the conversation going at chestergo.com or on your favorite social media because leadership is a conversation worth having.